1: The What's going on, everybody? It's another Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. A little new Kenny Wayne Shepherd, best of times. And it's nice to see that um, Kenny has brought back, although they say he's been in the band since 97, but I, I, I know that Noah Hunt had left for a little while and came back, and Kenny Wayne was doing the vocals, was doing the lead, but Noah's got the voice, man. He definitely does. Kenny's got a great guitar, don't get me wrong, and I love the fact that Chris Layton, uh, who's been in the band since 2006, is playing drums, uh, formerly from uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Good, good stuff. And uh, maybe I'll go take a flyer on him again and go see him. I, I saw him back in, the in what was it, 99? I think it was 99 when he uh, opened for B.B. King. The only time I saw B.B. King in concert at the Beacon Theater. It was a tropical storm. They weren't canceling the show. Uh, Kenny Wayne opened for him. He was phenomenal. And then B.B. comes out. It was a, a great opportunity to see two great guitarists, obviously a legend in B.B. King. But then to see a very young Kenny Wayne Shepard was pretty cool. Um, but I got away from Kenny after a while because Noah had left the band. He went to go play with somebody else. I, for, I It escapes me at the moment. And then, um, you know, eventually uh, came back. But I'll tell you, that's a band to go see. And I know they're playing... I know it's next year, sometime in March, February, or March, something like that. Maybe I'll have to go check it out. Anyway, uh, no guests again on the program. It's been a crazy couple of weeks for me, um, personal stuff that I've been dealing with, um, with my mother-in-law and, and things of that nature. So I haven't really had time to dedicate uh, to putting together some interviews. Um, at some point in the next week or two, uh, John Flatung is going to join us uh, from Coastal Brewworks, Um and probably with Matt Potensky, I assume. Uh, got some stuff to talk to uh, to those guys. I was actually on John's podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, the Logger room guys with uh, the samurai, and um, we discussed some different things. But we've got we've got some other stuff going on that we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about. Obviously, where Coastal Brewworks is in terms of opening as a brewery and a production brewery, and, and of course um, other things that are going on uh, in and around the state of New Jersey, which again is a, is a roller coaster ride, folks. It's a roller coaster ride, but Beer happens to remain the most popular drink in the United States. That, according to a recent Gallup poll, as wine and spirits continue their battle for second place. According to the latest survey data, um, this is from Gallup's consumption habits poll, uh, Americans are drinking more alcohol than many analysts have predicted. Gallup found that higher alcohol consumption Was more prevalent among certain American uh, demographic groups, middle-aged adults, those with higher incomes, college-educated adults, and those who attend church less frequently than once a week. Well, I could check all those boxes. (laughs) Beer was found to be significantly more popular than either spirits or wine. 37% saying they drink beer most often, 31% choosing spirits, 29% going for wine. Beer, however, was less dominant than it was 20 years ago. That doesn't surprise me. We're almost half chose it as their preferred drink. Um, Let's see. Between 2011 and 2013, wine had a steady second place. and was almost tied with beer, but it has now fallen below 30% for the first time since 1996. Acceding to the drinks business, the 31% who said they would choose spirits is the highest recorded level for the beverage so far. The survey found that men are more than twice as likely as women to report that they drink beer more often. Women, on the other hand, are about three times as likely as men to say wine is their most common beverage. Again, Doesn't surprise me. Uh, Confirming other national studies, younger drinkers were found to prefer less beer and more spirits. Older drinkers favored beer and wine. Lower and middle income groups largely chose beer as their most preferred drink. Upper income drinkers were more evenly divided in their preferences. That doesn't surprise me at all. Obviously, beer is cheaper, easier to get um, in most places without having to go somewhere else uh, to go and get it. Like in Jersey, you need to get beer and wine in a liquor store. Um, so it's a choice between the two. But in most some places, like you know in New York, you can get beer at a bodega. You can't as easily get wine. You have to go to a liquor store, and some people just won't go to a liquor store. Plain and simple. According to Gallup, just under two-thirds of people in the U.S. drink alcohol. That's 62%, which is in keeping with past polls going all the way back to 1939. Approximately one in five adults, 19%, polled, reported having... Sometimes consume more alcohol than they should, which is below the average trend of 23% since 1978. I get the sense that number is just a little bit skewed. Just a little bit. Um, Westfield Hops coming up Saturday, November 11th. I hope to see you. Tickets are on sale now. Westfieldhops.com. It's from 6 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. at the Westfield Armory. It's going to be a fantastic event. I will be there. Uh, My good friend Allison runs... Uh, wonderful food truck events all across the state of New Jersey. But this is the final beer event that she does for the year. It is definitely something that I am looking forward to. Uh, Can't wait to see you there. Westfieldhops.com, the website for more info and to purchase tickets. Now, Governor Hochul in New York, listen to this. The first ever Japan-led sake brewery is opening on the East Coast in Dutchess County. Hokel says the premium sake maker Desai, celebrating the opening of their $80 million, 55,000-square-foot state-of-the-art brewery and tasting room, it's located at St. Andrew Road in Hyde Park. Desai is also collaborating with the Culinary Institute of America, which is also located in Hyde Park, and have developed curriculum, certification programs, and public classes. That is really cool, and maybe a place I need to take a little trip. To. Speaking of which, a place where I really do need to take a trip to at some point, catch a Cubs game, maybe a White Sox game as well, is the um, the state of Illinois and the city of Chicago. And two major breweries in that city are making moves. Three Floyds closed its brew pub back in 2020 during the pandemic. They are working, though, towards reopening the restaurant, according to the Times of Northwest Indiana. And uh, Revolution Brewing has announced Uh, Almost $2 million in renovations at its Avondale Brewery uh, off Elston Avenue. Now, no public timetable for uh, three Floyds to reopen. They've approached local officials in Munster, Indiana, with a proposal to reopen the brew pub with a patio. the uh, Chicago twist, of course, is the food at the pub is confirmed by a source. It'll be handled by 5050 Restaurant Group, the company behind Roots Pizza, uh, Utopian and a Tailgate, and Westtown Bakery. 5050 is also partnered with Chicago's Second City Comedy Club to handle food and beverage in Chicago and their upcoming New York location, which opens in November. So uh, hopefully, at some point, uh, uh, Three Floyds is going to reopen brew pub, which is great. Meanwhile, uh, the state's largest craft beer producer, Revolution, which has its own barrel-aged stouts, Death's Tar, a Star Wars pun that uses founder Josh Josh Death's name, who we've had on the program, making improvements to its Avondale Brewery at uh, 3340 North Cadese Avenue. It includes replacing windows and tuck pointing. They've also added solar panels Death tells uh, Eater he's hopeful to power 20% of the brewery using solar power. That's pretty cool. Uh, This was first reported by Block Club Chicago. The goal to take over the 20,000-square-foot space currently leased by Garrett Popcorn where the company store's tins. The lease ends in a few months. Garrett's business model is also evolving, so the space isn't needed as much, says Death. Much of the room will be used for storage. He adds they haven't finalized the plans for the space. Potentially, they could decide to expand the taproom element and serve beer. No retail plan right now, but it's very possible. Revolution also releasing its first non-alcoholic product, Super Zero Sparkling Hop Water. Death says their brewers are applying the same skills they employ in making IPAs, and that impacts the quality of the product. Now, Revolution owns... The 125,000-square-foot building, and it also owns the property where its Logan Square restaurant stands. Changes could be on the horizon for both venues. Death says to uh, Eater, right now we're really thinking more about the customer experience. So uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, good stuff. And I, I, I like Revolutions beers. Haven't had that many in Jersey uh, since they came here from uh, peer, with uh, Peerless. Uh, but uh, would definitely love to do a, a road trip to Chicago one of these days. And um and check out Revolution in person because I've heard really good things. Uh, finally, before we break, um, Great American Beer Festival winners, uh, which took place last week, and it was actually last Saturday, the winners were announced. Um, in New Jersey, Gusto Brewing won a bronze medal for Good Talk, which is their English mild. Kane won silver for hazy pale for Sneakbox. Bolero Snort won a silver for uh the, in the Berliner Vice category for Jersey Vice. And Cape May won a bronze for Oktoberfest They're in the Vienna Lager category. So congratulations to those guys. In New York, the big standout was Coney Island. one in the honey beer category called Valhalla. Uh, my good friend Jim, who is the head brewer there, Jim Betts, who we've had on the program. Congratulations to you, sir, for winning. In California, Bagby Beer won a silver for her to Turtles in the Strong Porter category. There were a number of others. Too many to list here. And the Colorado Brewers Guild uh, honors the 35 Colorado breweries, 32 of which are independent craft breweries that were awarded a total of 40 medals at the Great American Beer Festival. Um, First time GABF winners include Bent Barley Brewing Company in Aurora, Call to Arms Brewing Company in Denver, The Emporium Brewing Company in Denver, Hideaway Park Brewery in Winter Park, Knuckle Puck Brewing in Longmont, and Wild Blue Yonder Brewing Company in Castle Rock. Congratulations to all of those folks um, and kudos to them for winning those awards. That is a tough competition. Now, when we come back after a short break, we've got some info from Weldworks Brewing. We've got a cool Oktoberfest thing that's going on with Torch and Crown. We've got a lot of good stuff that's happening. Coming up next on the Alga Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. welcome back to the Alcatulo craft beer cast on am970 the answer little mammoth wVh from his uh, Ma- it's mammoth 2 his uh, new album wolfgang van Halen uh, that's uh take a bow and I uh, actually heard this uh, earlier this week uh, on Wolfgang van Halen's um, top of the pack uh, which is on uh, classic rewind on um, Sirius XM radio and I love it's it's an hour of Wolfgang just playing his songs. He, you know, sometimes he has a theme. This one was um, wedding songs because he's getting married uh, in a couple of weeks, so which is really cool. And um, he was playing different like love songs and whatever. And um, it, it was funny. Uh, he played Van Halen's um, uh, "When It's Love," and somebody had mentioned like, "What Van Halen song are you going to play at your wedding?" You know, for your first dance. And I'm thinking, there's no way he's picking that one from OU812. Like, I know he's made it, I don't know if he's made it clear, but I think, excuse me, I think he prefers the DLR Van Halen to the Sammy Hagar Van Halen. Um, I I think he's mentioned that in an interview. I I, I know I read it somewhere. But anyway, he said, no, 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 that's not it. It was um, Petey Gabriel's uh, In Your Eyes, um, which is a fantastic song. I don't know if I would necessarily pick that as my first song that I dance with my wife with, although it is a romantic song. I mean, it you know, it was prominently uh, displayed on the uh, with the movie Say Anything, which is, for me, a remote dropper. I mean, I see that movie on, and I have to watch it. John Cusack as Lloyd Dobler is just brilliant in that movie. Anyway, moving on. Uh, no guests on the program this week again. Hoping to have somebody on next week. I don't know. I've just been... Been in one of those ruts lately where I'm not sure who to talk to and what to interview, and I I don't want to keep um, hammering the Jersey thing over and over and over again. Uh, you know, it's nothing is going to change at this point, so um, I'd rather not do that. And I haven't really settled on a, a, a guest that I want to interview at this point. And I have a lot of stuff going on personally that I'm running around um, trying to assist my mother-in-law, and you know, it's just you got to find the time. It's like anything; you got to find the time. All right, so. A lot of beer news to get to, and Smith, which is a great brewery out in Miramar in uh, San Diego in California, uh, and if you haven't been to Smith and you're in that area, you should absolutely make the stop. They're in the old Ballast Point uh, facility. They do a fantastic job with their stouts, and now, and last year, they did their Speedway Grand Prix at the brewery uh, during uh, San Diego Beer Week, which was awesome. You pay for you know however many flights. We only got one flight, but you got to choose from like 20 different stouts. And you went around the brewery uh, to pick out what you wanted. But now they're taking the Speedway Grand Prix on the road. It's a multi-city beer tour. They're bringing Speedway stout and barrel-aged beers on the road across the U.S. Now, right now in Philly this week, they have locked up starting tomorrow, October 2nd, at the Kyber Pass Pub. On uh, Tuesday the 3rd, it's the Barley Mow Craft Beer House. And then on Wednesday the 4th, Bistro on Bridge, in all of these in Philadelphia, you can, you can have these delicious, delicious stouts that'll be on tap there. Now, they have a New York stop, but they have not uh, put a date on it, so I don't know if it's going to be this coming week. I don't know if it's going to be next week, um, but we will see. They'll be on the West Coast. They'll be doing some stuff in Los Angeles and uh, Northern California and Portland and Seattle. They haven't announced those dates yet, although I believe in Seattle... They've announced uh, Peak and Pikes, uh, Peak and Pints is uh, where they're going to be on October 19th. And then they're going to take it on the road uh, to Ohio, Chicago, and Minnesota. They're going to have more locations to come. Uh, if you want, post on L. Smith's Facebook page or their Instagram, hey, where do you want to see these Speedway Stouts? And if they're in an area that they uh, distribute, they will certainly do that. I haven't seen that much L. Smith in New Jersey. I really wish they would bring some, some of these Speedway Stouts to New Jersey because they are Don't pass up a speedway stout. If you see it on tap somewhere, do yourself a favor and get it because you will not be disappointed. Uh, If you're coming to Westfield Hops in November, on Saturday, November 11th from 6 to 9.30 p.m., if you haven't bought tickets yet, use code FALL at checkout at westfieldhops.com. That's code word FALL, and you save 15 bucks on your ticket. It expires on midnight on October 14th. It's a great time. WestfieldHops.com is the website for more information to purchase your tickets. I will be there at that event. Great time. Allison puts on tremendous events all across the state of New Jersey. Now, here's a cool event that is taking place Sunday, October 8th, and it's taking place in Manhattan in Union Square Park. Um, Torch and Crown is doing their Torch Fest. Now, tickets are going fast on this one. General admission... Will cost you 35 bucks. It includes you entry into Torch Fest and a complimentary first beer. If you do the VIP, now this is it's a little pricey, but I think it's worth it. VIP includes general admission, so get you in, plus a beer, all-you-can-eat food, and unlimited sampling opportunities from 2 p.m. to six p.m. That's a long time. Four hours, all-you-can-eat food and beer. Plus, enjoy access to a separate VIP area with abundant seating and exclusive bathroom tickets. Uh, exclusive, exclusive bathrooms. Excuse me, not tickets to go to the bathroom. That's two hundred bucks. Now that sounds pricey, but I'll tell you what: For Manhattan, you can't beat it. And the food will all be made by uh, Torch and Crown. The beers are all from Torch and Crown. Uh, it's going to be a really cool Oktoberfest. It's a large tented area. Um, you get uh, to drink all this great beer from Torch and Crown. Uh, You can eat this delicious Oktoberfest-inspired food prepared by the Torch and Crown Kitchen. There's live music. There'll be uh, fest-themed games, merchandise, and a lot more at a family-friendly event. Yes, you need to be 21 and over to drink, but anybody can go to this event. Obviously, you have to pay tickets to get into it, but um, anyone can go, but you have to be 21 and over in order to get in. It is Sunday, October 8th. It is in Union Square Park where Torch and Crown has a satellite facility big tented area. Um, If you want to wear German clothes, you can. It's going to be an awesome time, uh, and Torch and Crown does some great stuff, and this sounds really cool, uh, coming up next Sunday, October 8th. So kudos uh, to the guys from Torch and Crown, and good luck on that event. That is sure to be an awesome event. Again, there's tents, so it's rain or shine. Um, Weldworks, our good friends from Weldworks, proud to announce the release of Peach Pie and Trans Mountain Diversion, both uh, beers, are available at the Weldworks Taproom now. They're also going to be making their way to 24 out-of-state markets uh, this entire month. Um, Because of the popularity of the beer at GABF last year, Weldworks decided to make Peach Pie a featured sour for the remaining months this year. Fresh peach puree joining crusted graham crackers, vanilla cinnamon, and nutmeg, making the sour ale an unmistakable slice of the good life. It's a 5.1% ABV beer. Um... They enjoyed this so much they brewed it again, uh, and now you can enjoy it as well if you didn't get a chance last year. Trans Mountain Diversion, it's a collaboration between Weldworks and Casey Brewing uh, and blending an 8.7% ABV hazy double IPA, brewing with all the notes you'd expect from the brewery's favorite hops, Citra and Nelson Savant. For the best marriage of grapefruit, passion fruit, and white wine grapes, it's the ultimate friends with beer benefits. Both beers, like I said, available on draft. And in four packs at Weldworks. Now, the beers will also be available at, a, at participating retail locations in a bunch of states, including Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania. So if you see them, pick them up. You will not be disappointed. And then finally, if you're in Jacksonville uh, or Miami and you want to do something cool, you know, with a bunch of friends on vacation, um, Pedal Pub Jacksonville and Pedal Pub Miami are both under new ownership, uh, and they've got plans for exciting new additions to routes In the works, this is North America's number one party bike. uh, bike. Uh, Pedal Pub Jacksonville gives riders a feel of the city weaving through the riverside and Five Points neighborhoods, taking in historic homes with a stop for photos at the St. John's River, or choose from a route through the Springfield neighborhood north of downtown with stops at local bars. That's pretty cool. Um, New co-owner Jason Cleary said I've been a passenger, I've worked on these tours Each bike is always such a sight to see Coming down the street, the public reception is incredible Every single time With people taking photos and videos Which makes the experience so unique Um, And then, if you're in Miami Take in the vibrant culture of the Wynwood neighborhood On a tour with Pedal Pub Miami Each tour stops at the most iconic murals In the neighborhood and offers opportunities To enjoy the local bars and restaurants Or bring your own drinks on the bike it's pretty cool. PedalPub.com dot com slash locations for more information and to book. You can follow uh, both of these uh, accounts on uh, Facebook or Instagram: Pedalpub Jacksonville or Pedalpub Miami. That's a pretty cool thing. I mean, if, especially if you're going away with a bunch of people. I don't know if this is something if I was doing a solo vacation that I would do, but it is certainly something that you can do with a bunch of friends. Hey, look, you're getting some exercise, you're getting to see some sights, and you get to eat and drink some uh, you know some great food and some. You know, wines and and things of that nature. So that, um, in and of itself, is is pretty cool. For me, I don't know if it's necessary. Like I said, if I was by myself, I don't know if I would join one of those things. I mean, it's easy to be by yourself and go on a tour somewhere. But then to be with a bunch of strangers, to pedal the bike, to get to a place, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I would do it. I probably would. At least once, why not, right? All right, when we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes, including something really cool that Sam Adams is doing with their Oktoberfest beer and pumpkins, and it's taking place in Queens in the heart of the five boroughs. Pretty cool stuff. I'll let you know about that and other stuff as well coming up next on the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast AM 970. The answer, I like kicking it off with a little, we're not kicking it off, we are in the third segment, but kicking off this segment with a little new U2, that's Atomic City, they just released that, um, and it's really cool, it's the four band members um, in front of the Sphere. Now, obviously, having to do with the Sphere in Las Vegas, of which they're going to be doing their residency for the next uh, several weeks, uh, in Las Vegas, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, the prices were ridiculously expensive. There was no way I was going to go out uh, to Vegas and uh, see it. But uh, that is a real catchy tune. I like it. New U2. We haven't heard New U2 in quite some time. So uh, I'm digging it. You can check it out. If you're on YouTube and you download their YouTube player, uh, they release stuff all the time, and you can save it onto your um, onto your YouTube uh, player. Um yeah I don't do the subscription I, I'll play the ads because you know I just I'm being cheap and I don't want to pay. Um but uh it's uh it's really good because it allows me to discover new music without actually going out and and buying the album which I know you know listen I should be buying the albums to support the artists and I wish I could if YouTube had a feature to allow me to buy it so I could keep it I would do that. But they don't. So and I'm not an Apple guy. I'm not buying a you know or whatever you know. Now you got to get a phone. Forget that, bunch of nonsense. Anyway, let us move on. I don't know. Maybe it's a fear of the iPhone. I think maybe it's a fear. All right. Well, speaking of fears, um, one fear leaves drinkers terrified during the Halloween season, spooky season. Senosikaphobia. Senos- uh, seno. Oh no! Excuse me. Senosilicaphobia. That's it. Seno. Seno. Sen- Easy for me to say, <laughs> and I'm not drinking. silicophobia. it is the fear of an empty beer glass. In fact, 38% of American beer drinkers consider silicophobia. again, I'm never going to get that right, uh, a relatable fear. And 20% of American beer drinkers say they would rather run into an X than have an empty beer glass. Really? Re- interesting. So to help drinkers conquer their fears, Samuel Adams is introducing the ultimate beer season challenge beer fest fear fest it is a haunted experience open to the public where drinkers 21 and older are challenged to carry a full to the brim pint glass of the number one fall seasonal beer through a series of jump scares for a chance to win a season supply of Oktoberfest. starting today head to beer fest fear fest in partnership with bucket listers to face your biggest fear of the spooky season seno seno silicophobia Beer Fest, Fear Fest is an Oktoberfest-themed haunted experience where drinkers are challenged to carry a full-to-the-brim pint glass of the number one fall seasonal beer through a series of jump scares. I guess it's people or it, things that jump out at you, um, that scare you. Each week, one bowl drinker that makes it through the scarescape with a full glass will be rewarded with a seasoned supply of chill-to-the-bone Oktoberfest so their pint glass stays full all autumn long. Beer Fest, Fear Fest is all about embracing beer season and facing your biggest fears. This from Lauren Price, head of brand at Sam Adams. We know our drinkers are up to the challenge, and there's no other way to celebrate than with a full pint of the number one fall seasonal beer. Um, This is one that comes out every year. It's a great beer. Uh, 5.3% ABV. It's available in six packs, 12-ounce bottles, uh, a 12-pack of 12-ounce bottles, a 28-pack of 12-ounce bottles, or a 12-pack Of 12 ounce cans. And then there is a Beer Fest variety pack. The seasonal assortment offers Oktoberfest, Jacko, and two exciting new innovations Hoppy Lager and Flannel Fest. Hoppy Lager is a, uh, uh, let's see, it's a twist on a classic lager, uh, big, juicy hop notes with crisp drinkability. That's available 12 pack of 12 ounce bottles, a 24 pack of 12 ounce bottles, or a 12 pack of cans. Um, Now, here's an interesting one. In addition to Beer Fest Beer Fest, Samuel Adams is continuing to own fall beer season with the, through the introduction of Beerial, the world's first cereal made to be enjoyed with Sam Adams Oktoberfest. That's interesting. Complete with nothing but beer's favorite snack, Beerial feature features pretzels instead of traditional cereal. There's even a mini cornhole game on the back of the box. While the first uh, Beerial drop has already come and gone, it may not be too late to get your hands on beer's favorite cereal. Head to uh, Samuel Adams Beer on Instagram for more details and, of course, They um, have their uh, Samuel Adams Stein. Uh, You can uh, do a a Stein holding through October 30th. If you go to SamuelAdams.com, you can find out more information about that. Now, um, I know they're doing a VIP thing for this Beer Fest, Fear Fest. Uh, I can't make it, but there's stuff going on all month long at a hotel in Queens. We will set up the link for you on uh, Twitter, and uh, maybe we'll post it on Facebook as well uh, so that if you wish to follow it and uh, make an arrangement, it's a timed event Uh, But there's tons of pumpkins. There's all kinds of really cool things uh, going on at this event. I'm going to try and get over there uh, if I can. Uh, But it sounds like a lot of fun. So kudos to Sam Adams for doing that. Uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, uh, which is a beer that uh, many, a brewery many beer experts say, and still call one of the finest pale ales in the country. And I would absolutely agree with that. Um, They're doing a really cool contest called Still the One Friends Reunion Contest. To bring together one deserving friend group for an ultimate reunion trip and remind everyone to make time for meaningful connections with friends, the weekend trip includes premium accommodations, airfare, meals, and merchandise topped with a VIP experience of crafting a custom beer, your own beer, at Sierra Nevada's Mills River, North Carolina Brewery outside of Asheville. But that's just the start of it. The lucky winners get to work with Sierra Nevada's brewers to develop a recipe, name their creation, and help brew their one-of-a-kind commemorative beer. Um... The uh, still the one contest uh, is going on. They they believe Sierra Nevada um, people have fewer close friendships. Many believe both men and women are suffering from a friendship recession post pandemic. Americans report having fewer closer friendships than they once did talking to their friends less often and relying less on their friends for personal support. I agree with this. I I do agree with this. This is a subject for another time. But um, yeah, I think we've gotten away from getting together with people. Whether it's fear of COVID or other things, I think as a society, we've sort of pushed away from that. So go to Sierra Nevada dot com. There's two ways to enter uh, <clears throat> excuse me, through the website or on Instagram. You can enter via Instagram by posting on your own public account either a photo or a thirty second video with a caption explaining why your friend group deserves the trip, and importantly, using hashtag Sierra Nevada Reunion Contest and tagging Sierra Nevada the Contest is on now it runs through 11:59 p.m. on October 15th. So that is pretty pretty cool. Kudos to Sierra Nevada for doing that. I think that's a lot of fun. You get to create and make your own beer with Sierra Nevada. Pretty wild. Any any sort of recipe you want? I think that's pretty cool. Um a craft brew fest, <clears throat> excuse me, coming to Staten Island to where the FerryHawks play. That's uh, SIUH Community Park. It's taking place Saturday, November 4th. From noon to four PM, over twenty craft breweries along with local eateries, live entertainment, cornhole tournament, contests and prizes, uh, and a beautiful view, I might add, of New York City. Among the breweries that will be there, of course, will be flagship and Killsborough, Drowned Lands, Grim, Sloop, Talea, Grim, Equilibrium, Fiddlehead, other half, threes, and more. Sixty bucks a ticket, food you have to purchase separately. We will post a link on that. If you should, just do a search for Staten Island Ferry Hawks, uh, you will find the link to the website for the team. It'll show a thing for events. You click on it, you go in, and you buy your ticket. 60 bucks for four hours. Now, I'm hearing that it's unlimited pours. It better be. For $60, it certainly better be uh, unlimited pours, but you have to buy your food separately. And then finally, Carl Strauss Brewing, which is San Diego's longest continuously operating post-prohibition brewing company has expanded its distribution into Nevada. So they're now in California, Arizona, and Nevada. They are partnering with Vin Savage Nevada Beverage Distributorship to extend the lineup in the state. Um, the initial launch will include several of Carl's icons, including Tower X West Coast IPA, Red Trolley Ale, Aurora Hoppy Alice IPA, and Boat Shoes Hazy IPA. A catalog of other fan favorites will also be available in draft and package beer as Carl extends its reach throughout the state. Carl Strauss has eight brew pubs throughout Southern California, and a new beer garden concept that will open is soon in the city of San Marcos. 35 years they have been in operation. Carl Strauss is the OG of uh, San Diego, so, and now you can get their beer in Nevada. Pretty, pretty cool. Real quick before we break. I like this Sierra Nevada idea, and I definitely think that since the pandemic, people want to get together less often. I'm in the middle of planning a 35-year high school reunion, and normally we never have a problem hitting our goal of 100 people. We're not even going to come close to that this time. I think part of it is, I think part, some of it is fear of COVID. I think some of it is just we have Facebook and social media. We don't really need to get together every five years. But also, I think it's disposable income as well. People don't have money to spend on a night because it ends up being, you know, a few hundred dollars to do something like this if you don't live Let's say in the in the location of where the reunion is taking place, so I do believe that there's some validity to that, and we need to get back together as a society. We do when we come back after a short break? It's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft beer cast on a m 970 the answer
0: (Mu. Oh right. god.
1: Final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast, right here on AM nine seventy. The answer, Eric Clapton, "Travelin' Riverside Blues." This is from a new uh, compilation that is out now. It's called uh, "Rarities" from two thousand one to twenty ten, spanning nine years of you know the vast career of Eric Clapton. You know, I guess the one offs and songs and stuff that um, may not be. noticeable that Eric Clapton has done maybe it's stuff that he's just left off of certain albums that he's put out over those 9 years um but a really nice set of uh you know sort of traditional uh blues type stuff so always good um to hear uh, from the guitar god slowhand Mr. Eric Clapton although he did last week and he had his uh, Crossroads Festival in California and um uh, a friend of mine, Linda, uh, was actually at the event. She's a huge, she's a huge music fan, but she's a big Clapton fan, and she, you know, goes everywhere. So uh, it was pretty cool seeing some of the pictures uh, and video uh, of that concert. Gary Clark Jr. was there, uh, Jimmy Vaughn, uh, so many other uh, tremendous blues artists. I know Buddy Guy was supposed to be there, but had to back out because of uh, some health reasons. Um, he is supposed to be playing. Buddy Guy actually, uh, it's his final tour. He's supposed to be playing in New Jersey uh, this month. Uh, of October. Hopefully he is well enough uh, to make it there. Now uh, Suds and Duds is our final segment, but I'm actually going to take the time here um, for the last, you know, eight or nine minutes of the show. Talk about an event that um, I've gone to every year since it started. Um, they've uh, they've been doing this for four years now, and I've been uh, actually, is it three? I think it's three years. I missed the first year event, and then I've been to the last three. So I've been there at uh, 21, 22, and 23. I didn't make it in 2020. So this was, um, this is a great event that Lost Tavern Brewing puts on every year. And it's for um, 100% of the proceeds goes to pediatric cancer, which is awesome. So your ticket price, while pricey, and they shortened the time uh, this year, it was three hours. Now it's two. But for 70 bucks, you get a T-shirt, you get two hours, unlimited pours, of some amazing breweries, and everybody donates their beer, their time and effort, to the event, which is great. Now, it was pouring last Saturday, so they had it all tented up. Usually it was on the side of their um, Hellertown location, but this year they moved it uh, around the corner to where their production facility is. Bigger parking lot, more space to move around, and again, all of it tented, which was great, so you didn't have to worry about getting soaked. Yeah, there was rain coming down, and it was pouring pretty hard, and... You know, there were moments where you got wet and whatever, my legs were soaked, but whatever. It was such a, it was a great time. But for 70 bucks, you got a t-shirt, you get a a glass, and you get to drink for two hours of some amazing beer. Uh, Autodidact was there. Great to try them uh, and a couple of their different offerings, uh, which I haven't been to their taproom yet. I have to make a trip over there. Um, Alternate Ending was there. Uh, Source was there. Uh, Bolero. Twin Elephant. This is all, you know, local Jersey. Brick City. Although Brick City sent beer, they didn't send anybody. <laughs> In fact, Twin, I think, was pouring for Bricks. They probably had a lot left over. Um, Vitamin C Brewing was there. Uh, who else? Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, Dewey Brewing was there. Um, Ghost Talk was there. I actually got to catch up with uh, Steve Bauer, the head brewer, which was awesome. Um Steve's a great guy. He's been through some health challenges over the last couple of years, and has uh, come through with flying colors. And it's just—it was awesome to catch up with him. And Ghost Talks Beer, better and better as uh, the months and years go on. And uh, I have to get back there. I love the fact that they're right across the street from Rutsad. That's a—that's a big deal. But the whole event is is surrounding pediatric cancer, and it's amazing. They had raffle baskets there. The place was packed had a couple of beers afterwards, had a a beer before, got there early enough, had a beer before, had a beer after. Um, They do a Hops for Hope collab, which, um, you know, a lot of the brewers donate their time uh, on the day that they're brewing a beer, and it's a hazy, juicy IPA. It's a big banger. It's somewhere in the vicinity of around 8%. It's a great beer. It's uh, logos of all the breweries all over the can and um, a fantastic beer, and just, you know, it's just a great event. So uh, as they posted on their Instagram, Lost Tavern, they said, Thank you for another amazing year on the books. We can't express our appreciation enough to all the incredible brewery sponsors and patrons who continue to grow the event rain or shine. We hope to share a final donation number shortly with another shout-out to you all. Uh, to you all. As weather certainly impacted the day's walk-up participation, we've added back our donation link at com. if you're interested in contributing but couldn't make it out this, this past weekend. We are still nearing our record donations and beyond proud to organize this annual event and even more humble to have witnessed the growth of our family through it. Um, this is a great event, and I really do need to get the owners on uh, the program at some point. And guys, if you're listening... Um, would love for you to reach out to me because I really would love to talk to you about this um, cancer. Of course, near and dear to my heart, um, having been, having you know, I am a survivor of Hodgkin's lymphoma. But pediatric cancer is one of those things where when you see a small child being affected uh, by any sort of pediatric cancer, and um, I knew somebody who uh, whose child, I think he was five when he was diagnosed. He's he's survived and uh, is doing great, um, but. I can't imagine, as a parent, what you go through when your child is diagnosed with a cancer and has to deal with chemo and radiation. And they're not old enough to really understand what is going on in their body. And you struggle with asking why. Why is this happening to you? Why is this happening to your child? You know, what did you do, you know, in your life that, you know... That this happened here. You know, to me, that's that's a big deal. And um, what Lost Tavern has done over the last several years, raising money that goes directly to pediatric cancer, is a wonderful thing. It's one of those events where even if they wanted to hand me a free ticket, I wouldn't take it because I want to donate the money, because I want to be able to give. It's like my buddy, when he does his pizza party, um, Sean Torres does his pizza party at Killsborough. And 100% of the proceeds goes back to Snug Harbor to help the Cultural Center. Those are events I am proud to pay for because they mean something. They have meaning behind it. And they're using that money to help somebody else. And that's that's an awesome thing. And so, um, you know, just had a great day with with people. It was great, too, because um, I got to take uh, Mike Simone from uh, Paragon Tap and Table we actually had a good conversation. We're actually, he came up with this great idea, and I think it is a really good idea. And I think we're going to get Paragon to come back on uh, as an as an advertiser. Maybe we get them as a, a sponsor uh, of uh, Suds and Duds or something here uh, on the program. And if you haven't been to Paragon Tap and Table, definitely check it out. I mean, here's a free plug: Exit 135, right off the Garden State Parkway in Clark, New Jersey. Chef Juan has revamped the menu uh, over the last couple of months. It is fantastic. Uh, everything on there is banging. I haven't even made my way through a quarter of the menu. It's that good, and it's that delicious. I go back to, like, there's they make a lamb cheesesteak that's out of sight. I mean, you don't even, it doesn't even taste like lamb. I don't even know what lamb tastes like. Let's put it that way. It tastes like a cheesesteak, straight out of out of Philly. Uh, they do a, a, a steak sandwich, um, a South American-style steak sandwich that's unbelievable. Just knock your socks off. So uh, really, really... Uh, good food and great beer. Mike's done a great job in curating Jersey beers as well as some some not known and not so well known national brands, and it's a great mix. But anyway, um, I, I don't want to reveal what he's done or what he wants to. You know, the, the, this whole thing. I'm. I'm. We'll we'll tease it with. We're looking to do a beer dinner with a number of different breweries, all of them in New Jersey. Let's put it that way. Um, and I hope we can pull this off because I think it'll be a lot of fun and uh, would love to have you as the listener uh, come to it because it would be a great event. Uh, the last beer dinner we did, which was, my goodness, was it already two years? The last beer dinner I did over there with Twin Elephant was fantastic, got a great reception, uh, and it was just a lot of fun and uh, looking forward Uh, to doing something like that again. But anyway, Mike and I got to catch up, uh, talk about a a bunch of different things in the business, Um, found out where some of the beers are going from Hunterdon when they close up shop in December, who's taking what. Um, And, you know, we brought up a really interesting point about um, some places that won't deal with AB InBev, and AB InBev is taking the bulk of the bigger national breweries like Trogues and Founders and Stone and wondering if some businesses in New Jersey will actually deal with uh, with that part of the distributing arm of AB InBev, uh, distributing those beers. We shall see. But again, great event, Lost Tavern Brewing. Just had a wonderful time uh, in Hellertown. And if you haven't been to the brewery, you should. T- it's right over 78. Take 78 straight out into Pennsylvania. As soon as you get into Pennsylvania, it's about a 10-minute ride uh, on 78. You get off at of the 412 exit, um, where, uh, like as if you were going to the casino, You you get to the bottom of the the, the ramp, you make a left at the light, it's about a two-minute ride up the road, it's on your right-hand side, you can't beat it. The beer is great, great atmosphere. They usually have a food truck in front. Um, They just do a really wonderful job, and I'm always happy and thrilled to be a part of it, and again, 100% of the proceeds of the Hops for Hope campaign goes directly to pediatric cancer. Folks, we're out of time. Uh, My thanks to everybody involved in this program, uh, and uh, of course, Uh, I can't not thank the great Buddy Watson. I'm back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody